All right, all right, all right. This is Next Legacy Radio. I am Brandon alongside Denia Azure. We have a beautiful guest that I would love to talk to her about. I was just telling her about journalism. Photography is journalism. It's art. We need to talk about that, just her place in this business and what she's up to everything that is everything. So in the meantime, in between time, I need you all to tap in. Amber Marine Green. Marie Green is brought to you by AmberMarineGreen.com. Make sure you hit her up on social media, Amber underscore Marie underscore Green. And we have the beautiful guest live on Next Legacy Radio, Amber. What's up, girl? Hey. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm so excited and I'm nervous. Oh, girl, don't be nervous now that you got Denia riding shotgun with you right now. You should be good. You should be okay. I know, but, I, you know, but you got to understand, I'm I'm behind the scenes, right? As a you know photographer, we behind the scenes, so we don't have to talk as much. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, but you know what? I feel like this this will be a good opportunity for you to let listeners know how you got started, why are you doing what you're doing, is it a passion of yours, all that good stuff. So I want to first off thank you for, for calling in and being part of this Next Legacy uh, radio uh, conglomerate thank that we you. have. But tell the listeners a little bit how, how you got started doing what you're doing. Um, so, you know, almost nine years ago I was in another lifetime. I was working heavily into the dental field. I know, right? Um, I was an office manager, and long story short, I got laid off, you know, went home crying. And I already was unfulfilled. I was already unhappy. I knew I was meant for more, but I just didn't know what it was. So the day I got laid off and I went home crying, I saw a Kodak commercial. That's telling my age. You know, you don't even hear or see Kodak anymore, but I saw a Kodak commercial. Just started, a light bulb went off, and I started just kind of researching photography, um, what it would take to be a photographer, you know, do I have to need to go to school, do I need to go to university, I still had to work, so unfortunately, I wasn't able to go to school, um, I took a leap of faith, um, at the time I had a toddler at the time, but I used my rent money, um, and I was a single mom living paycheck to paycheck, but I took my rent money and bought a used camera, and just went to YouTube um, and just started teaching myself how to shoot. I was lucky, luckily also to find a photographer in Chicago who took me under his wing, uh, Daryl Hammond, but I'm, I'm pretty much self-taught. So that's how I kind of got caught in the game a little bit. Nobody, no, no other photographer. And I reached out to a lot of photographers. And, you know, I said I wanted to learn or be under your wing, and they just didn't either have the time or they didn't respond. So, you know, I graduated from good old YouTube University. And just going out hey. and shooting and learning my camera. <laughs> hey, listen, you got your degree from U YouTube University. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But it looks like <laughs> you had a that light bulb that hit or something grabbed you in a sense where it was just random. It was probably meant for you to watch that commercial, be a part mm -hmm. of whatever it was that made you realize that, you know what, I'm going to use this to go do this, and then I'm going to learn how to do this, and then – you know, here you are right now, but to continuing to go on that is, what, all right, so you did all the things you needed to learn. You, you kind of got some games from some other people. Um, then what? What happened after that? 
So I went out and I started shooting. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with, uh, he's on Facebook, but I know they have, you know, they're global now, um, Humans of New York, where the photographer was going around taking pictures of just random people and telling their story. I was inspired yep. by that. So I was going around Chicago, and I started taking pictures of homeless people. I hate saying homeless, less fortunate people. So I just started taking their portraits, and, you know, what's, what's, what's the conversation? How did, how did we get here? And so all these people were telling me their stories on how they ended up where they were at, and I was transcribing them. So I started putting their stories on Facebook, so I created a page called Chicago Souls. And through that, people was looking at the less fortunate as humans. You know, people were homeless due to gentrification, to the veterans not getting the proper care, to the domestic violence, to the alcoholism, and people were really inspired by the less fortunate of Chicago. And then this uh, this brother who was part of the largest black-owned tech incubator of Chicago found my work and asked me to be their um, photographer. So that was like my first like retentional work. And be and it was blue. I don't know if you're familiar with Blue 1647. It was one of one of the largest black um, tech incubators in the country. And I started off as their photographer. Then I started teaching their women's photography class. And then I ended up being their media director, where I was spearheading a team of men. And I just say that because I was the only woman. But you know, I had the best videographers, editors, copywriters, publicists. Then all of a sudden, I'm putting together press conferences with the mayor. It was Mayor Rahm at the time and then the Cuban ambassador, and then in 2017, me and my team and Blue 1647 won the Innovation Award, and we went down to New York and rung an opening bell at NASDAQ. So all of that happened within, I say, a span of two years of me taking the leap of faith. I always tell people when God, whoever you want to say, the universe plants that seed, that idea, and it just will not go anywhere, it's because it's meant to be there. So it took me using my rent money, buying a camera, having to beg my mom to borrow the money for rent, <laughs> and to where, you know, I'm actually in New York ringing an opening bell at NASDAQ with the used camera I bought and learned off YouTube. Wow, that's heavy. And not only that, inspiring, too, because I know there's going to be a lot of people out there, myself included, who did not know the game as far as how this sparked something in you who may find this motivational in general when it comes to that. Amber Marie Green is my guest on Next Legacy Radio. And before I ask any more questions, I'll let Danielle take the floor with her questions. My goodness. So you have shot for so many people. What has been one of your craziest experiences shooting in Chicago? I would say um, it was so during the George Floyd protest, it's actually is when, I don't know if you all know, I went viral. And it, mm-hmm. it changed the trajectory of my career because when the whole Laquan McDonald thing was going down and it was protests, I wanted to go out there with my camera because my first passion is photojournalism. I love to tell stories. You know, I started, you know, dibbling, dabbling, wedding and portraits and products, but my passion is photojournalism because you can't edit the truth. Well, technically, what photojournalism, what comes out that camera is the truth of what's going on. It shouldn't be edited or repurposed. I like telling Mm -hmm. real stories. And so when the whole thing with Laquan McDonald went down and people were protesting, I wanted to go out there with my camera, but I'm not going to lie. I'm like, I don't know if it's 
dangerous out there. I don't want nobody to hit my camera. Let me be safe. So I never went out to capture what was going on. And when people mm-hmm. started protesting, a friend of mine, it was literally at 5 in the morning. I was up. I was watching the news, and I got a text from a random friend. She said, I don't know why. I still have the text, and it still brings tears to my eyes. She was like, I don't know why, Amber, but God is telling me you need to go out there with your camera and capture what's going on. And I literally just texted her, okay. Literally got in my car, drove downtown. I heard when there was about to be a protest. And people were gathering, and I was taking pictures, and then I captured this iconic photo of a woman holding her baby crying at the protest. And I'm, and this is not a gig. I didn't get paid to do it. This was just I was called to do it. I posted the photo on Facebook just to tell people the story of what's going on. Within 24 hours, it had over 250,000 shares. That's when I got preached up by Good Morning America, E! News, The Today Show, Cameron Hall, CNN, like just everybody because of that photo. And so it was very surreal to me, but guess what I also learned? And I tell anybody, especially creatives, because a lot of us creators are so, creatives are so focused on learning our craft that we don't learn the business side of it. Mm. Or, you know, what to, what to, what to price out overhead, marketing, you know, we just charging for our work and not charging for our time, equipment, and things like that. And through that experience, I almost signed over the rights away to my photo and not wow. even know it. Wow. Because, because it's another photographer. Her name is Dana Scrugg. She is now a celebrity photographer. We went to elementary school together. So she actually, I reached out to her a couple of times like for pointers, and she, was easily, she would easily give me advice. She saw I was getting all this, this attention. She DM'd me on Instagram. She was like, hey, I noticed all these, you know, big publications are posting your photo. Are they paying you for this? I said, well, no, it's, it's free market. She was like, no, make them, make them sign a user agreement. Make sure they pay you something to post your photo. Make sure you don't sign anything because you can easily sign over the rights away to your work and don't even know it. I almost mm. signed over the rights to my photo to the Tamron Hall show, they were going to try to offer me only $50 and to use my photos in perpetuity until Dana inboxed me and stopped me. And I didn't even know what a user agreement was. And it makes me think how many artists, especially black artists, creatives, writers, directors, producers, painters, signed over or gave our work away because some glitzy big company made it seem like they were going to give us marketing and they took our work. Wow. Mm. So I, I was definitely divinely protected, but I tell anybody, your work is not for free. Amen to that. Right. Amber Marie Green is our guest on Next Legacy Radio. And what you said is, I, I feel like it's important, not just for, for us and the people that's listening will be listening. I think it's important for people who have a craft, like you said, is, not trying to be used or abused for it. And I'm going to ask you this because I, I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, photography, I mean, there's so much going on now. Like, I'm, and I'm sure even dated back in the day, um, a lot of women photographers, journalists was not, will not. And unfortunately it's so crowded by men, dominated men in this business. Um, how has your journey been like as far as just the respect level? Now you told us, the, you know, great, uh, story that you just did in regards to just looking out for it, but there's so many people trying to use people, so many people out here who 
who it's just it's just different. And I feel like we have to put our women journalists in the front line, our photographers in the front line, our doctors, nurses in the front line, all all the women that do contribute in some way, shape, or form. So how has that journey for you been like so far? I, you know, I have to say, um, and I don't want to minimize any other woman's experience, but I will have to say I've been blessed. Um, I, don't, I don't subscribe to the narrative like our black men don't protect us. And the reason why I say that because every single opportunity I, was, I have been granted that has scaled my business has been because of the, the opportunity from another black man. Um, the three black men who owned Blue 1647 were black men. My mentor who took me under my wing and taught me about photography was a black man. I actually just, I don't know if you're familiar with the free Father's Day shoot, every Father's Day. They, I yep. was there this year. We just had it. I was their first female. No, I was their first female photographer last year, but I was their first female director this year. Reason being because I think the men are noticing Women pull out a certain masculinity from the men because of our femininity. And they even right. said they notice how the men respond to me. Um, they notice how their body language changed. And then they said, Amber, we need the world to see us the way our women see us. So I, I haven't experienced any, um, any – I mean, I, you know what? No, let me stop. I have heard, you know, in the photography world – that a lot of brothers, some brothers feel that the reason I have been given opportunities is because I'm a woman or, is, or because of how I look, right? Not because of my work, but because of just because I'm a woman, which isn't true, and I take offense to that, but I kind of ignore that. Um, they right. just hate me. Um, mm. But for the most part, when I say my, my, my spiritual mentor is a black man, my business mentor is a black man. So every opportunity I have been granted is, is because, you know, also, you know, obviously my sisters hold me down, but far as just the mentorship and the opportunities or saying my name or putting, bringing my name up in rules for opportunities has been from black men. Hey, I, I get it. I get it. And I'm glad that you have not experienced that. And I hope that will never, ever be the case as far as that goes. And, you know, it's, it, you know, it, when, when it comes to that, I just feel like, you know, it took a while for women to vote. It took a while for women to have prominent positions. It's still taking a while for women to have equal pay when it comes to the same job, but men are going to pay more or whatever the case may be. Um, we just, in the National Football League, have now the very first woman president of football operations, which is, um, you know, world-shattering, not just earth-shattering. It's global. It's It's beyond that. It's great to see, but also we do have to prop up our ladies, give our ladies the, the credit where credit is due in regards to that and all facets of it. And my question to you is when it comes to aspiring people who are looking at you, inspired by what you do, going out there, taking pictures, knowing that it, it is male-dominated and things like that, um, give, give, give our young ones, you know, men and women, or young ladies mm -hmm. and men for that matter, just some tips mm -hmm. as far as trying to stay consistent in this business. Because it's a grind. Well, you I'm know, sure. and what I think about it, so any form of re dis disrespect I have felt has actually been from white male photographers. So let me, let me be wow. very clear, very specific, okay? So I think, because I think about our men, right, um, our black men. But, no, the times I've felt um, shaded or disrespected or minimized have been from white male photographers. 
not black male photographers. So that is definitely true in that aspect. Um, I, and I know I don't want to sound like an after-school commercial or anything like that, but when I say there's power in uh, authenticity, um, I, I, I try to, I make sure, you know, people mostly know me because I have a big blonde afro. Um, I dress down a lot, whether it's in yoga pants or sweats or graphic tees. And I even specifically show up to corporate Zoom meetings just like that because I learned that assimilating to whatever style of beauty or corporate professionalism that you think is going to get you through the door is not always what's needed. Me being free, um, me telling truth, my truth and my client's truth has gotten me in the door way faster than assimilating. Um, the point of being an art, and I realize when people are hiring me to take their photos or tell their story, it's because they, they want me to tell it through my eyes. And if I am right. not real with myself and who I am, I can't be real in what I see in you. And Fact. so I, if, you, if you pay attention to artists, like let's, let's say music artists, icons, Michael Jackson, he came up with the moonwalk and the one glittery glove, right? That was completely unorthodox, and it became the norm. That's his signature look. Mm-hmm. Prince, purple. Like, if you think about every major artist who broke through, they've done something or is doing something unorthodox. And the only way they can do it was standing on who they were unapologetically. And so I tell anybody, literally, be, knowing yourself first, taking the time to know who you are and whose you are, and your style, and your vibe, and stand on it consistently. Be open to feedback where you can be better, but stand on who you, you are and be consistent. That will get you in the door faster because people then know you're honest. And you're doing it your way and only your way, and it's your brand, and you're not conforming to what people think you should be or react or act or whatnot. And it's beautiful to see that you are taking – these levels of inspiration and, and creating your own. Uh, wow, this is beautiful. Uh, Naya, if you got another <laughs> question, go ahead. I mean, man, it's, it's so crazy. And Henry Marie Green's our guest here on Denia on our next legacy. And so I would say, so you have had the opportunity to film some iconic moments at the Legacy Awards Gala. What? Mm-hmm has been your most memorable photo? My most memorable photo? That's a good question. (laughs) My most memorable. Can I tell you something? And people, you know, don't come for me because I know people have mixed feelings about her. But I don't know if you saw, like, the few photos I have caught of Mayor Lori Lightfoot. Reason being, and it's not because she's the mayor, the reason being because she obviously has this image and this persona of just always scowling or looking unkempt, you know what I mean? And the photos I have taken of her, if you know, I've taken a good maybe six photos of her. I can always get her to smile for me. And then, you know, she allows me to, I, I call it the amber sauce, because, of course, I do a, a little bit of editing and retouching on my images. For as far as portraits, you know, I'm able to, I feel, put her in a light where everybody's like, these are the best photos of her. 
you know. And wow. so I I am able to, I guess, capture Chicago's villain or savior, depending on what side you're on, but just right. humanize her, you know. And, mm-hmm. and I can get her to smile for me. <laughs> so that's why I cho- I choose I chose her. Awesome. Okay. Okay. I think if anything, you know, it's and I'm sure Amber, it's hard to pick which photo was. It's like, okay, which which, which kid is your favorite kid or something like that. But I know you have certain moments in times where you're like, oh, you know what, this this has a, a deep story behind it. So let me talk about that too. So you've created a handful of memories that I'm sure you'll never forget during your journey. Um, has there been what 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 has been? Eh, I guess I want to say, what's been more like a a certain, I guess, when you look at when you look at your career and the career of other photographers in your business, not just Chicago, but globally, right? So when you look at it, mm-hmm. what is the misconception that most people would have when it comes to not just photographers, not just you being a female photographer, just in general? What, what are some, some of the things you've heard about photography as far as misconceptions? You know, I will share this, and um, and, I, and I keep bringing this up. You know, a couple years ago, I was in a debate on Facebook with another woman. She was a black woman. She's a pediatrician. And I guess she didn't like the things I was saying. She was like, well, I'm a pediatrician. Just uh, You just keep taking photos, sis. And that was her way of minimizing me, you know. If you compare a photographer to a pediatrician, you know, one is a little bit more prestigious than the other. I get it. However, how can, especially in black history, how can we even go back to your lineage? We go back to those black and white photos. Right. Photography documents our history. Photography has actually now, and videography has saved lives has convicted people of doing wrong. We're in an era where if we don't see it, it didn't happen. And so the misconception of somebody just walking around taking a picture, I'm not going to lie, it hurts my feelings. Yeah. I mean, I agree. What were we referencing as kids? And think about our yeah. school, our school textbooks at elementary school. I mean, the iconic Amber photo of Martin Luther King when he was killed, and they was pointing at the shooter. Yep. You truth telling. I mean, I feel like this. Um, I still have photo photo albums. I still do. Um, I will always do. I'm gaining my daughter up on making sure that we have fo- photographic moments that we can be able to flip back have those family moments where you can be able to look and reminisce and talk about and celebrate or and memorialize certain things because it is important. It is worth conversation. It is worth discussion. It is worth at the end of all days to be able to generationally bring people together and is exactly what your profession dictates and what you're continuing to striving to be when it comes for you being a photojournalist and everything else that you embody. So it's awesome. It's awesome. 
Amber. Well, let me Marie. tell you how. I'm sorry. No, I say let me tell you how powerful the psychology of photography is. So, do you remember in the civil rights movement? If you if you go back to the photos and even the videos during the civil rights movement, the freedom riders when people were getting hosed down and dogs. You remember all those photos were in black and white, right? Yep. Do you know that was mm-hmm. by design? Do you know they by design they put the photos in black and white so that it's like psychologically we believe that happened a long time ago. Yep. Those photos could have easily been in color. Premeditated. You're amen to that, telling the truth on that, for real, because when I first heard about stuff like that, I'm like, wow, I see what it is, but I'm not surprised. But I, again, will continue to bring out the fact that there are pieces of this that people feel as much information, and we have social media we have all things that is things. We have all this stuff, and people still do not know facts or history mm-hmm. behind it. Why they don't choose to want to know, or they don't want to know. Period. In most cases, but it's there for us to be able to do that. And it, and like I said, just for even for the people that's out there, if y'all do want to know, open your open your minds to more than what you just see. Dive deeper into mm-hmm. it as well, and that's and that's truth. Now, go ahead, throw a question out. You know, I think the one thing that I would say when it comes to photography, and I love what Brian was saying, how, you know, videography has, has saved lives and pictures definitely to, uh, are worth a thousand words for sure. That's why Instagram is so popular. Because before, there were, there were no words in Instagram. It was literally just photos. And so people that got in, you know, uh, um, early, you know, were the ones that are kind of able to, to flourish in the platform. So in the words of Instagram photography and filters and all those fun things, <laughs> you already know where I'm going with this. Um, <laughs> what do you say to people? What do you say to people that say, that's okay, I got my phone? How do you explain to them how important a, photo, a professional photo is? You know, I stopped saying things because I did, oh, gosh. Um... So I don't want to be a hypocrite because I tell people who want to get into photography, it's it's not about the camera. It's about the shooter, the person who has taken the photo. For example, when you go to a restaurant and you have the best meal ever, do you compliment the chef or the stove? Mm. You compliment the chef. So, you know, mm-hmm. I get, it grinds my gears. It pisses me off. It's like, man, this is a this is a great photo. That's, you must got a good camera. Like, no, I took the photo. <laughs> so, yeah, it pisses me off. Sorry if I can't even say that. But so I tell people, use what you have first. So if all you have is a mm-hmm. phone, you should be able to rock the hell out the phone and take some dope photos. Learn that phone. Learn the settings. Learn different things. And you can still take amazing photos with the phone. Start with what you have first. Because the phone, the device is not going to make a great photo. It's the actual person. But, mm-hmm. however, people have minimized a, a, the, a, an experienced professional photographer because phones are really trying to compete with these DSLR cameras. They're, they're actually pretty good. I actually use my phone, so my, my iPhone Pro 13 Sometimes if I just need to take a quick, decent-looking photo to post immediately. But it does not replace the quality of a professional photographer because it's not just the camera. There's certain lenses 
that need to be used to get certain angles. You see photos where the background is blurred out. Or if you need a wide angle lens to capture a group shot of 100, which I just did last week, and you want it to be clear and crisp and you want the color to be calibrated and you want it to be vibrant, a phone cannot do that. I don't care what filter you use. I don't care what app you use. You can, like, like that's just like saying, you know, we don't need to go to a restaurant. We can go to the store and get, get a, get a, what's the, uh, um, what's the, what's the used to call it? TV dinner. That's that literally what you're saying to, that's what you're literally what you're saying to a photographer. When he's like, well, I can use my phone. Oh, we don't need to go to the restaurant. We'll get a TV dinner. It's going to be just as good. Mm-hmm. Tell it. And you know that ain't good. <laughs> And you know that ain't good. It's microwave. It is not. It's microwave. It ain't nothing better than a home cooked meal. Amber, you know this. Ain't come nothing on, better come than on, that. Come on, speak to him. Ain't nothing better than that, for real. And and that's the thing. Like, I mean, do you feel like sometimes you're in competition with social media because of what you just said? You know what? At first, I did, and and when I did. When I was in competition, I crashed and burned last year. I had a, I had a meltdown. I was doing a lot of um, – I was doing more portraits and lifestyle shots than uh, photojournalism. And when I say I crashed and burned and, like, didn't shoot for three or four months because a lot of my clients, and I love them, and I love my sisters, but I was getting a lot of complaints. Last year was the first year where I had to give out a lot of refunds because they didn't get the what? best of me because, first of all, yeah, I did, I, they didn't get the best of me because I wasn't shooting what I love, which is photojournalism. At the time, you know, um, post-pandemic, everybody wanted to get headshots and portraits because everybody was starting, you know, these online businesses, they needed headshots and stuff like that. And it wasn't that I wasn't good, but I started getting complaints as far as, Amber, can you Photoshop my waist? Can you make my skin look like this? Can you remove this? And I'm like, I'm a, in, in my mind, I'm like, what are you doing, Amber? You're a photojournalist. You're not Dr. Miami. Mm. You're not, you're not, like, this is not the not type of Dr. Miami. <laughs> but the money was good, and I needed it at the time, right? But that goes to show you money and everything because they didn't get the best of me because I didn't care for it. I was getting miserable. Wow. I hated doing the editing. Um, and that's, and I took a break from shooting for, like, three or four months, and I started going out, and I started living again because I was, I was part of that whole booked and busy mindset. And when I say I was booked and busy, it was good, but I was busy all the time. I was traveling everywhere, really wasn't spending time with my son. I was tired. I was irritable, chasing invoices. And people didn't get, I'm, I'm not going to lie, if you talk to probably some clients who shot with me last year, they probably don't have good reviews because they didn't get the best of me because I didn't get the best of myself. And so then I was like, I want to get back to photojournalism. I want to get back to telling real stories. And that's what I'm doing now. You know, I have a few corporate contracts. I work with corporations. I help tell their stories. I work with kids. And I'm telling um, stories of unsung heroes that's making an impact in the community right now. So, Amber, you just said something that I feel like is super important. Um, Not all money is good money. Um, Sometimes your happiness is worth more than the dollar that you're chasing in some cases um, and actually in most cases because your your sanity is way more, clearly more important than you'll ever know as you continue to evolve. You start looking at life a lot differently too, so things are, mm-hmm. are, are based on, you know, fully, completely, 1,000%. 
um, am, am glad that you are separating that. But there, but you said something yeah. about just, um, you said something about just the requests that you were getting. Make my skin mm-hmm. lighter. Make my mm-hmm. waist thinner. Certain mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, I I have, you know, I, I believe in natural. Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't believe in too much enhancements. That's why I see all the filters on Instagram and all that stuff bothers me because, you know, who who are you trying to be? Who who are you trying to be to other people? I guess I should say that, right? So in most cases, mm-hmm. I know there's, there's enhancements with certain things, certain, you know, color you want to bring out of, and there's a mix of that. So keeping it authentic and keeping it not real, kind of, there is there a blurry line when it comes to that? Because as I'm saying that, I'm like, am I sounding hypocritical by, by saying I like natural, but also I get it if you enhance certain aspects of that photo? Well, so, so this, I do, so listen, I, I do retouching, right? And so I've learned and, I, and I've, I've sharpened my skills where, like, if I see a pimple, you know, if there's some acne, I will get rid of that. I will smooth that out, you know? Or for a woman, mm-hmm. listen. As a woman who who deals with insecurities, like I and I think that's why a lot of women work with me and they trust me because when like say if I'm posing them, I know us women we have insecurities like if we have the double chin or you know the little belly area. I will pose them the way where it looks based on the angle it dissolves, and they trust me because they know I'm going to take the best photo of them in the best light, right? And when I do retouch, I may make your hair a little fuller, right? I may add a little blush. But I am not going to make you look like a completely different person or change your body type. That's that's yeah. that fine line. However, I'm, and I want to be fair about this because the way social, and I've even experienced this and had to stop myself from going down that rabbit hole. I mean, I've noticed that if I post a photo of myself and it's a little bit sexy and I get a thousand likes, right, and you're feeling good, right, your, your ego's boosted a little bit, right, and then that's I may different. post a photo post a photo, I, I remember I posted a photo, I was like fully dressed, it was a business announcement, and I got 20 likes, right? I naturally mm-hmm. started questioning myself. I mean, I'm human. You know, this photo of me on the beach or wearing some shorts got almost 2,000 likes, but me in a, big, a business suit of announcing that I was featured on this got 20. You start questioning, okay, like what's really going on? What's important? And if you're not strong enough or grounded spiritually and foundationally of who you are and what's important, this whole thing will suck you alive. You said it. You said it and you said it loud because that is the one thing that I, you know, I I take social media differently than most. Um, Mm -hmm. I do believe in the fact that I don't live off it because there's, it should be an enhancement to a brand that you're trying to put out or, you know, mm-hmm. everybody has a So, you know, it's to radiate positivity. There's some people who want to radiate darkness. That's their thing. That's mm-hmm. what they do. Yin yang, balance and options, whatever the case you may be. But at the same time, I, I, I get lost in translation when I see all this stuff and, you know, people pretending because it is mm-hmm. social media. People was like, well, you know, these people are just having fun. It's all good. No, it's not, because there's there's a lot of bullying that goes on in addition to that. People are being judged 
tried and executed based on whatever it is or what they have going on. And you can never, if I had the stuff going on in my lifetime in the 80s and early 90s out now in social media, what, our, our credibility will all be shot to hell. It's just, it is what it is. But I look at it like this. I, I love the fact that you are, you are differentiating the two between mm-hmm. what's real and what's, what's absolutely not. And I commend you for at least putting it out there in a sense where you're going to do the best you can with what you have, and I'm not going to take you from a size 10 to a size 2. It's not going to happen. And yeah. not only that, and I, and I, I think I, I'm blessed, and I, I, and I have to admit, I think sometimes I've taken for granted this journey I've been on where I've been around celebrities or worked with certain people of affluence um, to know, not to say that it's not real, but it shouldn't be coveted, I, you know, right. um, it's because whatever level of stardom or attention that we want to get to, I would not say that it's not real because it's definitely real, but it's not foundational. It's not solid ground because especially with social media, um, the attention span is, what, 10 seconds now? Like I think shorts <laughs> now are 10 to 15 seconds now. People yeah. are fickle. So, like, literally, you could be everybody's favorite. You can go viral today and then literally forgot about them within two or three days. Amen. Yep. And it's just the way it is. And I'm not saying it's good or bad or indifferent. It's just the way it is. And if you know it's the way it is, you know how to move accordingly and not buy, drink the Kool-Aid. Right. Right. Yep. A fact. That's facts. A couple more questions with my girl. You can follow her on Instagram at Amber underscore Marie underscore Green. She is our guest on Next Legacy Radio. And let me ask you a weird question. I got two questions tonight. If you if you want to toss one out there before we say goodbye to this young lady, definitely do that. One, this question is pretty weird. So I I've seen you know I've seen your I went on your Instagram. I've seen your stuff. Uh, not only do you do great work, I want to ask a dumb question. When you're <laughs> okay. you a, when you when you have when you have a photo of you taking a a picture at something, who's taking the picture of you? Let me. Oh, that's not a dumb question. That's a good question. Let me tell you something. I had to start doing. Let me tell you. I'm like, can you please take this photo of me? Because years yep. ago. If you looked at my Instagram years ago, you literally just saw my photography work. You literally just right. only saw my because I'm like my work. You don't need to know anything about me. My work should speak for itself. And it took another female photographer I really respected. She was, she was like Amber. People want to know the woman behind the camera. And then on top of that, it's for marketing. Which like I'm kind of like you. If if honestly, if it wasn't for marketing, I probably wouldn't even be on social media as much. Um, right. But because of marketing. People want to see see you work. Like you now, you've seen videos of chefs behind the scenes cooking tutorials. Right. You know, like right. I follow this guy, and it's some fascinating. It's this black man. He he actually refurbishes and cleans infected pools, and he shows step by step reels. And I'll be watching that stuff just randomly, and it's so fascinating. People are fascinated with the creator more than the creation nowadays. So I have to, and every other photographer can agree with me, nobody takes a photo of the photographer. We're always the one taking the photo. So we have to subconsciously, some people, so every blue moon, somebody will randomly 
take a photo of me, but no, I have to intentionally be like, hey, can you take a photo of me while I'm taking photos? It's completely intentional. It's structured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a coincidence. If anybody, if any photographer says a coincidence, say a damn lie. Let's keep it. Let's keep it real. <laughs> Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Then I go ahead and throw throw one more question to Amber's way, and then I'll finish up. Definitely. I just want to know what's next for Amber Marie Green. You've done everything at this point. You've traveled the world. You've taken photos of celebrities on multiple occasions. You've been at at major events. So what's next for Amber, Amber Marie Green? You know, it's funny you say that. Um, you know, I've definitely been been working with a lot more companies um, and even some international diplomats about helping them tell their stories. But I've mm-hmm. been, been, been vetted to do things in front of the camera. Um, like, nothing serious to brag about, but just it's, 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 it's an honor to be thought of, like, you know, I've been having a couple of directors send me some scripts. And I'm like, sir, I have never acted a day in my life. I stutter, and I do, don't do public speaking. You sure? But, you know, it's just those opportunities are presenting itself, and I am open to it. But I, I would love to get into producing and directing documentaries if, if given the opportunity. Mm. You know, especially if anybody who knows me, I'm very, I'm extremely passionate about the imagery and narrative of our black men, mainly because, you know, yeah. I was raised by my dad, a black man, and my son. I have a 13-year-old son who's going to have to navigate this world as a black man. So any chance I get, if you notice, you're always going to see photos of happy black people specifically black men and boys. Wow. Listen, I am I'm, I'm blown away. Like I said, at the, end of the, at the end of all day, just knowing what your mission is. And, and listen, there's a lot of people out there real quick that has zero acting experience and turn into excellent actors, actresses or whatnot. So, I, I, I mean, if you're determined, honey, I know you're going to knock it down because you seem like you have that. <laughs> Do. So, you know, I like that. And any time that we're able to, you know, tell our journeys and be passionate about it and do something that you want to leave for your kids and, you know, and, and then some, and for the people out there, strangers out there that's going to be um, inspired by your mission is going to appreciate what you've done and continue to do. So I just want to keep seeing you evolve at the end of the day and one of my final questions to you is that at the end of all days, when it's all said and done, who who has been, you know, you mentioned your 13-year-old son. Who else is your motivating factor as far as what gets you what gets you going through through your day? Um, can I, I have to say um, God. I have to say God or source or universe, whatever, um, you know, the higher source. Um, I, I am definitely spiritually in tune. You know, I get up every morning, I meditate. I actually have a meditation room. And I, and I definitely wanted to end this conversation by telling anybody, even you two and anybody who's listening, especially um, our people, um, and, I, and I'm, I'm a witness and a testament to this, that we have been kind of trained a paradigm that in order to succeed, we have to struggle first. And that's not true. Mm-hmm that anything that we want to get, we can get it easily and fast. I mean, you just got to put in the consistent work. 
But this whole thing we've been, and I, and I call it the poverty mindset, where in order to, to, to have that day of success or that major break, you've got to struggle and fight and claw and work to your nails, bleed. No, you just put in consistent work, consistency and discipline and a positive attitude, and what you want is right around the corner. Mm. Mm. Tell that truth. Amber no. Green, <laughs> and um, as as we close, not only do I thank you um, just just for helping us understand your journey, but to be inspired by what you do as well. Um, and I think at at the end of the day, I think all all of us could be able to take pieces of your conversation and and run with it and be inspired by it and tell others as well that. This is where it started. This is where it's continuing, and it's not going to ever end because this will be passed on because of my hard work and my dedication to leaving a legacy as well. Um, this is a radio station. We do play music. Uh, what's in your playlist right now? What you got going on listening to oh, music? Uh, you know, Burner Boy, Afro Beats gets, gets, gets me going, gets the people going. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nah, I mean, I, I I dance to it. I clean to it. I'm I'm editing my 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 videos and my photography to it. Afrobeat's got me going right now. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> that is all good. Tell us where to find you on your website and all that stuff. Go ahead and get a listen uh, to that. My name, you know, I tell people think about two colors. You know, my name is Amber Green, and so Marie. Every black girl has a middle middle name Marie, so <laughs> Amber Marie oh. Green. <laughs> she knows what I'm talking about. Every black girl from the '80s and '90s have the middle name Marie. Hey. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> hey. hey, Amber, quiet, quiet, quiet as it kept. Um, I know a hell of a lot of Maries in the middle of last names, so. I- it's a secret not a secret no longer so i get it i get it oh man yeah no no originality but amber marie green um my my website is also my name amber marie green.com also on instagram amber marie green um but my full government name i took a chance everybody know my full government name (laughs) amen thank you so so much it's such a pleasure for uh, from us introducing to the audience because like I said, I've been working with Amber on multiple photo shoots and she's taken some of the dopest photos. We definitely need to shoot again soon because I actually want to do a, a calendar and so we'll, we'll talk about We will definitely talk. Yeah, because you know so I'm going to give you the side eye. I'm, I'm, I'm energetically giving you the side eye when we're doing your photo shoot, sis. So, so now we're on live radio <laughs> for accountability. <laughs> So I can just replay this to you when we doing your phone. So you can't run from me. I know where you are. I got you. you. Can't run from me. I got you. I got you. I will never run away from you, Queen. I definitely, from this station that has been built, I I would definitely love to take you on on some on some future projects and stuff like that too. So. I'm not done with you yet, my queen. I mean, this interview is great, but, I mean, we're doing beyond that type of stuff. So we're not done with each other, just so you know. Just putting it out. (laughs) Say less. Listen, we family now. We suck together. You know, remember, living color. Here he is. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Real talk. 
Real talk. Amber, I appreciate you. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you some more. And then.